Okay, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, where we talk with business owners for business owners who are looking for tips and techniques to grow their business. If you're tired of sitting there waiting for pigs to fly and you want your business to grow now, Join us here on this podcast for lots of great tactics and tips. Today I'm going to be talking with you about just why exactly we need to have processes and strategies. And, you know, those words are not sexy words. They're not things that we really want to think about. When we start our business, we're all thinking, Wow, I am my own boss. I can do whatever I want to do, and my time's my own, and I'm going to be able to buy anything I want to buy. I'm so excited. But how often does that happen? Probably for most of us, not always. Um, probably for most of us. It takes a while to do that. If you Google the statistics on business success, you will see that I believe it's 90% of all businesses fail within the first five years of, of starting out and opening their doors. I don't want to be one of those, do you? So we've got to figure out what it is we need to do to actually be successful. And that's the hard part. A lot of times when we start our business, we start it because we want to make widgets. We've made widgets most of our life and we know all there is to know. We think about making widgets and we're just really, really happy to go out there and instead of making them for someone else and having them get all of the money. We're going to make them for ourselves and we're going to get all the money. So we start out making widgets. But have we actually thought about silly little things like how much are we going to charge for those widgets? How much does it cost us to make those widgets? Is the cost that we charge going to bring in a profit over the expense of making those widgets? What's included in the cost of making a widget? Materials, the labor, the overhead. Do we have to buy new equipment? Do we have to pay for marketing and advertising? Do we have employees? All of those things need to be figured into what we pay to make a widget. And if we have an expense, say, of $5 per widget, and we're only charging three fifty. dollars That means we're at a loss already. And the more widgets we make, the bigger the loss is going to be. 
So we need to figure things like that out. And we need to stop and think, do I want to sell widgets my entire life? Or maybe there's something that makes more sense. Who's buying widgets? Who is it that's going to be my customer? Are they going to change over to me instead of buying from the person they've bought for for 20 years? Am I going to be able to say, hey, come on over and buy from me? Or is nobody going to want to buy from me? These are all things that you need to think about when you're getting ready to start your business. But let's say you've started your business and it's going okay. You've got a target market. You've got, you know, some of your pricing is set and all of that. And you're working really, really hard. You're working 20 hours a day out of 24 hours a day. Now's the time that you want to actually stop a little bit and think, how am I going to actually pull myself away from this a little bit? What can I do so that I'm not spending so much time working in my business, but I'm still making the money that I'm making, if not more, without having to be there and doing it all the time. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about creating the tactics and the strategies and the processes. When you're first starting out and you're figuring out all that stuff about how and why to make a widget, you probably don't have a lot of time spent in actually working. You're thinking, you're, you're just trying to get started. There's, there's not this hectic, crazy schedule. But as your business starts to grow, you become busier and busier. Now's the time to figure out what is it that I can do to become a little bit less busy while I'm still making money and my business is continuing to grow and become successful. Give you an example of myself and something that um, has been going on for me lately. About three years ago, I decided that I was going to start taking credit cards as payment for one of my programs. And it's a monthly program and it is paid monthly. And so every month I would have to collect the credit card information because I don't keep it on file. I would collect the credit card information, and I would charge through PayPal, I would charge the amount of money to each person. 
And that got to be kind of a lot of work and would take up a lot of time. And, you know, I would forget that it was the first of the month. Um, I had different people paying different amounts for different things. And I would have to remember, all right, who's paying what? What are they paying for? Just all these kinds of things. And it got to be very frustrating and very confusing. So I said, there's got to be a way I can figure out how to do this more easily. And I checked into PayPal and into all the different programs they had. And they had a program where you could sign people up for automatic payments. Wow, man, it's done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, wait. It costs $25 a month. So I'm thinking, one of the people that pays me by credit card is only paying me $25 a month. Their entire payment to me would go to pay for the PayPal account. Did that make sense? Was it making me money or was it costing me money to do this? And did it make more sense for me to continue at that time? to input these credit cards manually. And I decided, excuse me guys, I decided that at that particular time, I did not want to pay that additional $25 a month to do that particular job for me. It was not worth it to me. And so I continued to do it the way I was doing it. So move forward three years to a couple of months ago. And I'm doing more and more and more of it. And I'm just getting more and more frustrated. And I said, I've got to do something. We've got to figure out how to do this. So my VA and I, wonderful person named Cindy Taylor, um, decided to look into the PayPal options again and see if anything had changed in the three years. Well, lo and behold, they have a new way to do this automatically. And it doesn't cost anything, guys. It's free if you have a business PayPal account. You can do this for free. So in about 20 minutes, Cindy had created a process in which somebody says they want to be a part of my mastermind mega program. Even though they pay for it on a monthly basis, it is a 12-month and ongoing program. They sign up for it when they say, yes, I want to be a part of this program. They click a link. They, they receive a notification from my MailChimp account saying, welcome. We're so happy that you've decided to be a part of our program. This is what you need to do. That sends them a link to PayPal which when they click on that link, takes them back to PayPal where they give their credit card information. 
and they approve PayPal on a regular 12-month basis every month taking out that same amount of money. Once they've done that, the money is taken out by PayPal and it goes directly into my PayPal account. And with that first time and every other month, they get a notification saying, thank you so much. We're really glad that you're part of our business. We really enjoy working with you and whatever. That is all automated. And once it's set up, we don't have to worry about it again. Isn't that exciting? It is to me because it means that's taken a whole lot of weight off of my shoulders. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And it's set up in such a way that at the end of those 12 months, we get a notification that the 12 months is up. Do they want to continue on or do they want to stop? So I don't even have to worry about when their monthly payments stop. Now, when did this person sign up? Oh, they signed up in October. Okay, so then they go to the next October, and this person started in January, so their membership expires. And You know, that's all time-consuming and brain-power-consuming that I don't have to worry about anymore because we've set up a process that takes it all automatically out of my hands and I don't have to worry about it. Yay, I am so psyched. And it actually started working today. We actually had our first people enroll and get started on it. And so now we're good to go and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So that means I can spend more time now thinking about other things and creating other processes for other work I'm doing. Give you another example. In the second example, I'm a podcaster, right? That's what we're doing right now. We're doing a podcast. Well, when I first started doing podcasts, I would put up a post on Facebook saying I was looking for people to be interviewed on my podcast. Every single time I wanted to notify people, I had to create a post and I had to manually input that post into all the different groups, all the different pages. I had to input it on LinkedIn and Instagram, everywhere that I market that had to manually be posted. Once they're posted, then I would start getting people saying, me, me, me. And I would have to figure out, all right, have I talked with you? Have I sent you the link? What do you talk about? Have I found out who you are? All these different things. Because I don't allow just anybody on my podcast. You have to be talking about business tactics and strategies, and it has to be valuable information. I don't want you guys listening to things that aren't going to help you. So I needed to communicate with different people. Again, 
thought really confusing. I had no idea who I had talked to, who I was going to talk to, who I had actually interviewed. Lots and lots of time. Again, talked to Cindy and I said, you know, we got to figure out a process for this. So now we've created this wonderful process. We, Cindy has designed a series of posts and they are set up to, on certain days, they are set to go on to different pages and groups on Facebook. They go to LinkedIn. They go to all the different social media. But it's set up ahead of time. It's done through Buffer or Hootsuite or one of the automatic programs that allows you to send out posts to your social media. It's all done ahead of time, so we don't have to worry about it. When someone comes back and says that they're interested, their email gets put into my MailChimp. The MailChimp sends them a thank you post saying we'd love to talk. Within that thank you post, there's a link to my time scheduler. And the time scheduler is set up for a 15-minute chat. And at the same time, they are sent to a Google Doc, which is actually a, a information gathering posts where they give your name and, and email and those kinds of things. That post, when they fill that out, also it gets sent to me and it also goes into a spreadsheet. So we've now got a spreadsheet of who we've talked with. Once I've talked to them, if we decide we're a fit and that we want to move forward with the interview, they get sent another link for an hour-long conversation. And at that time, they're put in, they're goes back into that spreadsheet and it gets changed from, you know, um, potential to actually, um, interview and then in the end after the interview is done it gets switched over to recorded and published at the same time because when we post our podcasts they are posted by episode number the the spreadsheet gives you a number so i know that i've if i've talked to joe someone they are episode 38, 350, 2000. Whatever episode the podcast is, I know what it is because it's been numbered in that spreadsheet. They then receive the confirmation of their interview. We have the interview. I format it and send it on to be put into the podcast software. Most of that, again, is done automatically. Very little of it actually has to be done behind the scenes because it was set up in such a way that 
it's been automated. Makes life so much easier when you can do things like that. Neither one of these examples that I've shown you are super tremendously big processes. They're not really difficult processes, although you do have to understand some of the workings of MailChimp and Google Docs and all that kind of stuff if those are the tools that you're going to use. You need to understand how to use whatever tools you're going to use to create these processes and strategies. But they're not difficult. Now, there are some that are very long and very complicated, and it just all depends on what you're doing and what you're looking for. But you can start out with little bitty ones. Another example might be you want to send out a newsletter once a month. You put it on your calendar. You schedule it the day that it's been scheduled for. Your calendar pops up and says, have you done your newsletter yet? That's a process. Once you've got your newsletter template created, all you have to do then is put your words for your newsletter into that template and hit send. MailChimp, if you're using MailChimp, I know there's a lot of other ones. That just happens to be the one that I use. You know, they will send you back notifications that such and such a person, um, you know, opened your newsletter. They read it. They unsubscribed. They added. They, they clicked on links. All of the different things that you want your readers to do come back. It's also programmable that anybody who hasn't opened your newsletter within whatever time frame you set up, let's say a week, um, if they haven't read it in a week, the software automatically sends it out to them again, saying something like, hey, wondering if you missed this, you know, it's got some really good information in it, figured you probably wanted to see it, so here it is again. Once you've created that, you don't have to worry about it. It's done. You can set up all kinds of different marketing and sales techniques right within Constant Contact, MailChimp, any of the other um, programs like that that are out there. I know a lot of people use a lot of different ones. I would love to hear what you guys use and what you think about the different software. Put it in the comments down here on the bottom of the podcast um, or send me a comment and let me know what it is you use and why you use it. I think it's great to have these things, but they all will do things for you that you set them up once and they do them over and over and over again automatically. You don't have to ever deal with that kind of thing again. Some of the very simplest things are within Facebook where you can create a week, a month, however long you want of posts to go out to your pages and to your groups. You do it 
at one time, you set up the calendar, you say, I want this to go out on such and such a date at this time, boom, it's done. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to sit there with Facebook open on your computer all day long, every day, creating these posts. You take a couple of hours on maybe a Sunday afternoon or whatever is a good time for you, and you create them all at that time. You figure out when they're going to go. You set it up, and that's it. Boom, it's done. Another really good thing to have, talking about posts and Facebook and social media, is a content calendar. What is it that you like to talk about on your content? You know, about, I think the average, people say, is one in five posts should be sales. The other four posts should be on something not sales. Like for me today, I put up a post that, that I had seen, I shared from somebody else that was a picture of this cat and he was going rah, 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 rah. And um, it's, it had something to do with you know, the cat said meow, 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 and the human meowed right back at him. And then the cat saying, gee, I wonder if my master's trying to figure out my language. It was really cute. I'm a cat person. I love the post. And so I took that post and I shared it on my page. But I used the line above it that said, are you trying to learn your customer's language. What I speak and what my customers speak are probably different languages, and I need to figure out what it is they're talking about, not the other way around. So it was a really, really, really cute post, but it did have a business meaning to it as well. So you figure out the different kinds of posts that you're going to put up and why. Then you take a calendar and outline for the entire month what post you're going to put on what day. And I've been listening to a lot of talk on using Facebook groups and Facebook pages lately. And again, they seem to think, the gurus out there in Facebook land, seem to think that if you really want to grow your business, you need to put up approximately five posts a day, spread throughout the day. And a good way to figure out when to post them is by looking at your numbers on the back side of your pages. It'll tell you how many people have seen your post, what time of the day they've seen them, whether they're men, whether they're women, it gives you all that information. And that can help guide you through when you're putting up these posts. That's a process. If you know when's the best time for sharing a post, and if you know what kind of a post you're going to share, and if you've created it ahead of time, it's all good. You're done. 
I would recommend that even though you have most of your posts created ahead of time, that if there's something important that happens, you go in and you do put up a live post, a post that's right then and there. The Super Bowl, you know. Once the Super Bowl ended last night, if if you are interested in that kind of thing, even though you've got all of yesterday's posts planned, you could go in and go, hey, the Patriots won, or boo, the Patriots won, whatever. But that would be considered a live post as opposed to the ones that you had created ahead of time. That's just to show that you really are engaged with your Facebook and with the people who are reading your posts. Very important. Very important to do this. But that's a process. Once you've got that figured out, once you know what are the best times, once you know what are the types of posts that get the most likes and comments, then you can create those on a regular basis. Does this all make sense, guys? Is, is this something that you're understanding and see value in? It is all geared around the fact that you want to be responsive to your customers, but you also want to be able to do things cost-effectively, efficiently, and allow you more time and energy to do some of the things that you want to do as opposed to working 24-7 in your business. You know, it, it really becomes um, frustrating when you just, you do the same thing over and over and over again, and it just takes time and you never seem to get ahead. And, and if you can create ways of doing the things that need to be done, but you do them in ways that save you time and energy, that's a good thing. The last thing I'm going to talk about is I've, I've mentioned a couple of times through this podcast, and it's another strategy, is a lot of times there are things that need to be done for the business that you yourself should not or don't want to do. And when you're first starting out, you think, oh, geez, I don't have the money to do this or whatever. But something you need to have from the get-go is you need to have somebody who is telling you from a legal standpoint if you're doing things properly or not. You should have at least a bookkeeper or someone doing your books for you, but at least a, an accountant for a yearly or six months worth of, of figuring out your finances. You, you need to have those things. I highly recommend a virtual assistant because they do so much of, Cindy does so much of this work for me that I don't have to do and that I don't know how to do. I don't like doing. She does enjoy doing. 
So we kind of balance each other out. And we have meetings. She's in Canada. I'm here in the States. So we don't meet in person, but we talk all the time. We have Zoom and Facebook calls together all the time. And we go over our plans, our thoughts, our processes, and we figure out what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, how we're going to do it. And even though it costs me money to do this, it is so worthwhile because when I get in money, that pays for her doing the work. And I have not had to take 10 times as long to figure something out or to just not do it because I haven't the abilities. I hate working on websites. I say, Cindy, I need something done on my website. It's done. I don't have to worry about it. So when you consider all of those extra support systems out there, it really, really, really helps to support and grow your business. I love it. I think it's great. If you've got questions, you know you can always get a hold of me at nancy at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. These podcasts are heard on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on Spreaker. And if you're interested in being a guest on a future podcast, send me a message and let me know, and we will start the process. Until next time, guys, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Remember, don't sit around waiting for those pigs to fly. Get out there, implement these tips and tactics, and soar higher. Y'all take care and have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.